Welcome to Consensual by Unsexual Violence on Campus. SVOC is a student-founded and led activist organization aimed at bringing the discussion about sexual violence to our small town and enacting legislative, social, cultural, and individual change towards protecting and uplifting survivors of sexual violence. Sexual violence is a hugely intersectional issue, so on Consensual, we discuss a large range of topics from mental health and local resources to feminism and capitalism. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SBACNH, or visit our website at sbacnh.org. Thank you so much for listening. Right, so we have Abby Shumway and Callie Boyver today. And we're going to talk a little bit about their projects that they've been working on in the realms of mental health. Um, do you guys want to just like introduce yourselves really quickly and like say like uh, like how old you are and like uh, you guys both go to Conval, but I don't know, just say a little intro about yourselves. Okay, um, I'm Abby. I'm 15. Um, yeah, I go to Conval, and I'm a sophomore, just like Callie. Uh, um, I guess that's like the basics about me. Um, yeah. Um, my name's Callie and I'm a sophomore at Conval. I'm 16 and same, I go to, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say about myself. I guess like when did you guys first um, want to like start working with like mental health and like what how did you get into like what did, I guess is your interest in it and where did it start um when was it like two winters ago two falls ago like to about two years ago Abby and I were talking about that we recently had a few suicides like at the same time in the community at school board and we started talking about it and we were like like what's the problem like this is horrible this is so sad to hear and we wanted to help so bad like we wanted to do something because hearing about it is heartbreaking kids in our grade like 15 year olds there was like 13 year olds and it's just crazy and it's so sad that people had to feel that way at this age and they can't do things like have a prom or graduate high school things like that so we just facetimed that night and started planning where like we could do a fundraiser and raise money for this and that is exactly how it started and we just kept going from there did you guys have like um I guess what was like your experiences with in middle school and high school like in the education around mental health and like was there like I know you guys said that you started um to kind of realize what was going on but like before that did you have like in school like introductions to mental health anyway or like how would you um explain like your I don't know experience with like uh public education on mental health yeah um I guess like in middle school for me I think I wasn't like that exposed to it at least like in edu like an education wise like I think in like health classes like we had like a really, really brief unit and it was mostly like um, in the drug unit, <laughs> I noticed like, and it was very like, I just, I didn't like see the, um, the positive side of it or like the way we could have like helped people understand mental health. It was kind of like demonizing it in a way, like people with it 
um, especially when it was incorporated like in the drug unit and like people who are abusing drugs like they're terrible people like that that's what they were saying and um, I think that's how I was introduced and it was not a good introduction in education at least. Yeah I think the same thing because we both went to different middle schools but I really don't think we ever focused on mental health especially in middle school people can be mean they don't know how to be I, they're still figuring out who they are and how to treat other people and all that. So we never focused on that at all. It was really more of a depression is not good and all that. Like they were never like, here's some coping skills or what you could do or who you could reach out to. Yeah, that's definitely my personal experience as well. Um, I think in high school, it got like a tiny bit better, but it's still there's definitely a lot to improve on, especially since, like you said, we've had so many tragedies um, recently in our community. So um, there's definitely a lot of like building awareness that needs to happen and then like steps in education and just overall like telling people what resources are available. Um, and so I guess what happened was that you guys got together and then you created Break the Silence. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, sure. So I'll talk first and Abby because I feel like we have there's so much of it. Really, our goal is just to help people realize it's okay to talk about it. If you need help, you can reach out. And if you have a mental illness, it's not something you need to only handle by yourself. There's people who can help and it's okay to talk about it. It's not something to be embarrassed of. It's not something to just, if you feel comfortable asking for help, ask for help and it's okay, no matter what. Like you shouldn't have to deal with that by yourself, especially in high school at that age, you don't have those skills quite yet to take it all on by yourself without asking for help. Even if people are telling you that it's not, that no one's really supporting you, you know? I don't know how to describe that. Like, no one's giving you the environment that it's okay to reach out and be like, I need help. Yeah, um, I just feel like uh, there was like more that we wanted to do as well. So like creating something that was like an ongoing like thing um, was important. I think like, um, mental like health is is a critical like part of a student's health like in in high school and really like in middle school and um especially when we're we're growing and like changing and um meeting new people and just like family life and just it's all very like at once it's like i don't know um but yeah it was something we wanted to create to like so it was ongoing and like we could keep doing things. And was your, like the first thing that you put together was the 5K fundraiser two years ago? Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was about two years ago. We wanted to do one last spring, but because of COVID, there was no way to do it. That was that we'd raise enough money. We did like Facebook, we did fundraisers on there, but during COVID, it was only like $100 raised. It was really hard to bring attention to it. So we did it once two years ago. So this is our second event and we're trying to just keep going through high school and we'll pass it on to someone else so it doesn't get forgotten. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And and uh, what day is it happening this year? And like, what time is there any information that you guys want to like share with anyone listening? Um, it's happening the twenty fourth, so of April. Um, and if Callie like wants to elaborate more on the other details, it's the twenty fourth. Um, it's at Conval. Um, so. Um, also, we have like we split it up in, in between cohorts and there's like a lot of information on our flyer as well. So um, it's like around social media, uh, the flyer is, and we decided to keep the cohorts just just to keep things safe as well, um, like between, you know, the blue cohort and the gold one. So we have like an equal uh, set of towns. Yeah, we have, I have to look at the times. The first race for the blue cohort starts, there's registration 8 to 8.30 and the gold cohort registration is 11 to 11.30. And we'll have a big sale, raffles and with gift cards. And there's a public speaker coming to talk about mental health and to raise awareness on that this year, which is big, way bigger than last year. We're definitely planned this a lot better and that's exciting. And I talked to him about what he was going to talk about. And, and he's going to talk about his 14-year-old daughter struggling in high school and how they dealt with their mental health and just the best way to reach out and keep going. That's awesome. I didn't know there was going to be a speaker. That's really exciting. Um, and what do you guys want to talk about? Maybe some other projects? I know that you were involved in the Yellow Tulip project as well, I think. Yeah, um, we, uh, the Yellow Tula project, we haven't done anything like major this year with that. I know like we're going to upkeep like the tulips and keep that going as well, like just the name of it and, you know, keep it alive because we, we like that. And um, it's very important too. And it was like passed down like to Callie and I just to like keep it going and running. Um, I, Last year we helped, I plant, I helped planted, um, planting tulips. Um, we weren't like a part of, or two years ago, we weren't like a part of the Yellow Tulip Project. That was like kind of when we were starting um, Break the Silence, but probably if you want to like elaborate on that too as well. Like, um, Yeah, we didn't know a whole lot about it when they passed it down to us, but they also said the tulips might not bloom because no one, I guess they didn't have the help that they needed to know if it was 100%, but I saw like two days ago, they were blooming, so that's exciting. And hopefully by the race, they're bloomed and we can recognize that at the race and the girls for the work they did. Yeah, and originally it was kind of planted as like a, a memorial almost, like kind of celebrating the lives of the people that had committed suicide, like kind of in that time period. Um, and that's a, yeah, it was a very nice um, and also sad uh, thing, but it's nice that it's kind of going back to you guys and it's gonna keep going through the year. So that's cool. Um, do you guys, so the funds that go uh, to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention uh, from the 5K and the other fundraisers who do, do you guys wanna talk a little bit about like what that foundation is and what they do? Yeah, 
So um, that foundation, it's, so we researched it like a little while ago and it's the, it's a very like broad um, foundation for like a lot of mental illnesses. It's not just one. So um, they do a lot of like, you know, donations and like, it's very, I, I would say broad, like with depression and anxiety and, you know, like a lot of mental illnesses they do. I'm pretty sure they do like events as well. I'm not sure like what ones they do, but like, I'm sure they've been a part of that. And it's a very like big foundation. We wanted to start off with that first and then um, probably move forward like in the future to something like maybe more local because that that's also like more important as well. Um, Um, and I know you guys have a website that people can check out and your Instagram also. Um, and are there other foundations that the proceeds go to or is it kind of more mainly um, currently just going to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention? Um, it's currently only going to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, but I'm sure the next event we have, we'll definitely reach out to other foundations and see what they do and how they'll help and what our money's going towards, mainly nonprofit too. So all of our money is going to a good cause and all that. So next event, we'll definitely research more, but for now, it's just strictly that foundation. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, would be what you said about like how there's definitely like really amazing like national foundations that in uh, that do a lot and are very huge and broad and work in a lot of different areas. And then there's also like the local um, programs that do more focus like on in the Monadnock region. And so that's cool that you guys are kind of thinking about both. Um, I think SWOC has definitely like stayed more local because there's just like so many people working in sexual violence prevention and also mental health um, like awareness. So it definitely is like sometimes hard to figure out like where the uh, money should be going and trying to figure out how to get everything out to as many people as you can. Um, I guess, do you guys wanna talk a little bit more about uh, any other projects that you have in the works or that you want to do in the future or any goals that you have for Break the Silence? Yeah, I know, like, we definitely want to, you know, move forward, and I'm sure we'll keep the 5k going, um, because it's, it's kind of, like, how we started, and it's, like, the, from the ground up kind of thing, um, um, I'm sure, like, we don't have, like, anything set planned yet for, for events, or, like, things in the future like that, um, I know we've been thinking about, like, doing more events that are, are maybe, like, smaller and not runs, and um, probably like growing our website a little more because there's not that much on it yet, um, but we do want to like make that bigger and, and grow it as well. Um, so there's nothing set planned yet, but we do have future plans, hopefully. Yeah, I think we were talking about it a lot over quarantine, so obviously nothing could really happen, but we wanted to do some sort of an event that non-runners could also participate in, like games and raffle we already do raffles but like things like that where everyone can participate there's stuff for everybody you don't have to run and all that and we did make a we started to make a video but 
I don't remember what happened. There was something happening on social media. We really didn't want to take this attention away from it. And we didn't think it would do much on social media at the moment, but we did a video and we got people from all age groups to say one reason that they're happy or that they're happy that day. So we had like four-year-olds to 90-year-olds telling us that they say their name and their age and one reason they could be happy today. And it was so cute. And I don't know if we still have the footage from it, but we never got to put it out because so there's something crazy going on social media and we really didn't want to take attention away from it at the time, but I'm sure that's something we can hopefully pick back up on if we can find it. That's actually really amazing. I love that. I hope that you have still have the footage because I would definitely like to watch that. Um, that's so like such a, so many ages too. That's adorable. Um, well, so the, your event for the 5K is on the 24th. People should definitely go to that. Um, and do you guys, I know you guys said that like you had kind of not the best experiences with like mental health in your education in middle school and high school are like what, and you said that kind of like um, depression and like anxiety and uh, people like kind of the ways that people, like the vices that people have to kind of cope with that because they don't know. Um, maybe what else they can do or they get stuck, you know, uh, being addicted to drugs and stuff like that. So and the, they were demonizing kind of the whole situation and not really putting it into a, a light where like, this is what you can do. Like, this is like what this really means. Um, so I guess my question for you guys is if like what ways you think that the education could be shifted and what we can do as students and as like faculty at Conval to make that happen. Like, um, I know we've kind of like talked about this before, Callie and I, but, um, and we've been like trying to uh, think about ways we can like move forward with this like together. Um, but I definitely think that like having the faculty and the administration like definitely like listening is very important, like listening to what we're like saying and not, and it's important with like, the public too, like with what we're doing right now for them to listen. Um, but it's also very important for for teachers and like the administration and just like um, the school board in general to listen to us because that is something like mainly we're trying to do is like put education or put mental health into education and like and when people get to high school uh, listen and like un more like more understanding of mental health and because when I was like younger I just like didn't have that like I just like didn't really understand what it was I guess like until I got to high school and then it was this like weird stigma to like not talk about it or it was like embarrassing um and like I know a lot of people like have it and it's just weird like it's a very weird stigma so Callie if you want to like elaborate too yeah, I totally agree with Abby. I just, I really think we should try to push out to the school and thing, all schools to do, to just focus more on mental health because it's so important. And personally, I struggled with mental health in middle school and the school's only solution was like to talk to your guidance counselor and it'll be better, change your classes and it's all better and things like that. And that was about it. No one ever like reached out to be like, this will help you and things like that. It was more just like, okay, this will kind of prevent it, but that's it. Like we won't, it's mental health just isn't focused on. And I think 
health classes need a big unit on it to talk about it. And at every age, like high school, middle school, elementary school, they need to know that like, if they're feeling this way, they need to talk about it because they have no idea anything about like mental illnesses and all. They don't know how to deal with that. If their parents get divorced or something, they don't know how to handle that. Yeah, it's like very silenced, I think, like, especially when you go to school, like the day, like a day of going to school, like you just don't talk about it. And like, I know that you're going through your classes, you're like, you know, math, like English, whatever, but, but there are like people who really struggle with that. And like, I, I know about that. And I just feel like it's, not talked about enough or like people just feel like they can't talk about it and it's just like weird and we just want to change that I guess so right and a lot of um the resources at like Conval for example like they'll reach out to students but only if they're like showing symptoms of like depression or like extreme anxiety and like a very um like like in one way so like if like their grades are dropping then maybe they'll get talked to and like hey what's going on <laughs> but like um, a lot of people have very like high functioning depression where like a lot of those symptoms are not um, like they don't show um, and they their grades stay the same but like other things that uh, a counselor at Convo would not be able to just like see from their report card <laughs> so it is definitely like hard to like figure out like how we can kind of start um, making more resources open to Conrail students and, and students everywhere, um, but like thinking in a local way, I guess, um, just like what we can do to like share more um, resources and like showing people that <laughs> like what they're going through is like not, um, not a bad thing. It's just like they need some support. And I guess like, do you guys have any comments about that? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like um, they're, like you said, high functioning, like depression and anxiety. And like, there's also like eating disorders, like um, going into that as well. Like if people aren't showing signs, um, the administration or just like anyone like won't care. Like a lot of people just like until it's bad enough to a point where like, oh my God, like this, like you can totally see it. But then like it's still bad even if you can't see it so like it's like where do we like find that line of like how to fix that and also uh, how to like educate I guess also teachers on how to deal with that as well um, not just students you know yeah I think the happiest people you see at school could be struggling and no one's ever going to reach out to them and be like hey are you okay do you need anything you need someone to talk to because they seem okay and that's just like they could put on that face at school and go home and go home to their own home life that's like mentally destroying them and no one they don't get checked up on I feel like everyone needs to have someone they can reach out to that they feel comfortable with being like hey I need help I need support and I just need you right now yeah that's that's very true I think um and I've had some conversations with like uh, Mr. Cattro and Mr. Bennett um, at in the counseling department at Conval and other people in the department as well in the past like six months. Um, and kind of something that we've been talking a lot about is like, how can we like 
really create better connections with like people in the department with students um, because I think the a big thing is that students uh, see their like main counselors as just like I go to them for my grades and my schedules and like college stuff and there really isn't like um any talk about like oh you can go to them to like connect you with local resources or you can go to them to like talk to Mr. Bennett which is like the student support counselor so he works a little more with like specific like mental health stuff um but there's actually like a lot of resources that Commonwealth does offer that just like so far they haven't really been broadcast as well as they could be so definitely like trying to figure out how to like make the community at Commonwealth a little bit tighter a little bit more um close and like trying to connect students with their counselors more is important so that there is someone there that they can go to um but yeah um do you guys have any i don't want to take too much of your time but is there any um like last things that you want to talk about about break the silence or about mental health in general or the conval community um feel free I have anything else like major to um, discuss, but I, I do like want to add like onto what you said with like um, the fact that Conval does have resources, but they're just like you said, not broadcasted. And I feel like they're not the Conval does not do like a very good job, at least of like putting that out or at least um, trying to help students before things get really bad and I know I already said stuff about that but yeah I guess um there just needs to be more conversations yeah I think that's all I really have left to say I just found out like a month ago our school even had a therapist I had no idea like they've never told us that my teacher told me that and I just think it needs to be more of a thing at our school it needs to be like we need to talk about it. They need to know the resources that they have there and it's okay to go to them. Your guidance counselor isn't just for what classes you have next semester, They, you can go and talk to them. And I think that's about it. Just Abby and I, probably one of our next projects needs to be for or forcing mental health on the school board and having them talk about and have units on it so kids can be educated. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me today and telling all of our listeners about the project that you're up to and that you exist because it's definitely nice that there are people in the community that are like looking out for everyone's mental health and like trying to make things better. So uh, thank you guys for talking to us and thank you for organizing all these fundraisers. Um, I hope that that is super successful this year because I know it was a couple of years ago, but yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you for having us.